0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: The Property Show on BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
0: BFM 89.9. Welcome to The Property Show. I'm Keith Calm. The real estate sector, which has been facing headwinds for years, began to regain traction at the beginning of 2023. To break it down further, some property analysts are expecting subsectors such as data centres, logistic warehouses, among others, to record positive growth this year. This is following similar trends recorded in rental rates, demand and overall market sentiment in 2023. Also for this year, the boom in artificial intelligence is expected to play a significant parts for the property sector? How will it impact or perhaps disrupt the industry? To explain that and also provide us with some insights on which sectors to look out for, we have Christophe Vicic, Chief Growth Officer of JLL Malaysia in the studio today. Great to have you on the show, Christophe. Bonjour.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bonjour.
0: Christophe, JLL Malaysia did release your Greater Kuala Lumpur Property Market Monitor covering the fourth quarter of 2023 recently. What were the main takeaways from that report?
1: Let me maybe start by uh, having a bit of outlook on where we see the real estate in 24 very briefly, because I think it gives sure. you a good base for the asset classes discussion later. We anticipate in 24 that the market will continue to exhibit some resilience. Obviously, certain segments are performing better than others, but overall, a more sustainable growth that we have seen in 23 will go to 24. Three elements that we see as positive for this year uh, stable economy economic growth. The Malaysian market is, is projected to witness some stability in the macroeconomic growth. Maybe not at the higher end of the GDP growth, but definitely a stable 4 to 5%. A growth nonetheless. Growth nonetheless, yeah. Obviously, the wider impact of China plus one strategy. As you know, a lot of international companies are looking at a second or third market outside China. This is extremely good news for Malaysia. We see anticipation growth in logistic and industrial. Financial market stability, this is very key. The stability demonstrated in end of 22, 23, will carry on to 24 and then technology advancement. Mm. You touched briefly, property technology, artificial intelligence, the implementation and also what are we doing around the implementation.
0: What about the direction that interest rates are going at this point in time? There is talk that there might be cuts sometime this year. How do you think this might
1: impact the market? We also believe that to bracket the worst with interest rate is beyond us. Right. It's almost like a new set, a new beginning. There will remain for the first part of the year, maybe on the, on the current high side, but they will decline because also this high interest rate has, uh, has hurt.
0: I'm also curious about your optimism for the property subsector like the logistics warehouse because I remember during the pandemic years, it was generally seen that logistics-related segments were doing well with the growing e-commerce sector. I kind of thought that might have fizzled out somewhat, but then it says that in your report, the overall vacancy rate has increased and also it still remains low as the market saw a lot of new supply coming in. I'm trying to come to terms with that. Yeah, it is a
1: bit anachronic in a sense that we had the big growth with the uh, online e-commerce during COVID. Right. Everybody was looking for space and uh, delivery point. What we see now is a bit like the office, a flight to quality grade A warehouse just for understanding where is the cost when you are a distribution company or a 3PL or 4PL, mm-hmm. it's in your fleet utilization. The more utilization you have with your fleet of delivery, drivers, etc., this is where the money is. The real estate is not the major cost. However, automation in the warehouse right. is what drives the cost of the profitability. We see a clear shift, new warehouse, great day, higher ceiling, technology, automation, and also green feature, because this multinational have a duty to also be in a green space. Do
0: these actually fall into the commercial or industrial property category? Because the chats that I remember having during the pandemic was that everyone was gearing up for industrial
1: property to boom.
0: So where does this fall into?
1: We call it logistic and industrial. Logistic is the warehousing, the automation, all the newly built grade A. Industrial is more the manufacturing, light manufacturing. It's more the semiconductor, etc. On one side, it's still a box. Mm -hmm. But one has a distribution center, sorting, automation. Another one is producing goods and products. If we zoom into the grade A premium office
0: space, that's something JLL is really quite upbeat about. How come though? I mean, with the number of office spaces that's mushrooming in the greater KL area, actually,
1: I kind of feel that, you know, at a glance, it looks very oversupplied. Depend on which subsector. As you know, our our assessment of the market has three sectors. We have what we call KLCC, Mm -hmm. which is your Petronas, etc., TRX. Then you have the fringe and your central, and then you have the suburb. There is, again, flight to quality. We see most of the big transaction the last 12 to 15 months. Of companies who need to go to a grade A building who has green certification. And, yeah. and speaking of
0: grade A buildings, right? We've got that additional eighty-three stories of new office space at the One One Eight Tower, for example. Would this meet demand, or would this just well? First know, of all, a lot of space.
1: No, it will increase the vacancy rate, and yeah. also you have TRX, which is now fully on. You have Medaka, you have few other. Smaller towers. About Medeca, 70% is already leased because of the internal yes. use of the group, order, which yeah. only have 30% left. Medeca is one. TRX has some capacity left. Damansara Height, Pavilion Damansara Height has some capacity left. But we've seen consolidation. We think company moving from different sites into one location. This has created the growth in the office sector last year, continuing this year. There will be a deficit in grey-day building green in the coming year or two. We have already anticipated that this year there will be 50% of vacancy in non-green building Within the next two to three years, we anticipated 25% of the potential demand for office space will not find a space in a grade A building. Would that mean then there would be new efforts to upgrade existing buildings to become grade A buildings? Absolutely. The What we call asset enhancement mm-hmm. or retrofitting, will become the key discussion. We already seen developers, investors asking questions, what's happened to this building, which mm. have been vacated because the tenant occupier has moved to a grade A. We will need to have a discussion. and. Again, GLL think that this is not a private sector discussion. It should be private sector, semi-governmental and governmental because the cost of retrofitting all the building is quite substantial.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about <laughs> that because, you know, we were talking about the 118 Tower just yeah. now, right? That means Maybank is going to be moving out of their existing building near the Pudu area into the new building next year. Mm-hmm. That means that building is going to be empty and that building is definitely not green at this, at this point in time. So there would be an effort to it's more business opportunities Yeah,
1: and also there is investment, investment money, looking at retrofitting and transforming non-green, non-grade A building. It's just the framework at the moment is a bit unknown and loose. And it's all a question of investment and return. But these buildings are there, and we believe that any capital city Mm -hmm. will have a regeneration program. And we've seen some already green shoot in the Chinatown area, the old business district, which has been quite hit by this exodus of tenants you see some work being done and some work being done on all the building to kind of regenerate the real estate, but also the whole precinct around the real estate.
0: Yeah, I think that was also reflected in our national budget that was announced in October last year. There were allocations given for retrofitting, for urban regeneration uh, efforts Correct. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that report from JLL covers the greater KL area. What are you looking at for the rest of Malaysia and what specific
1: locations should we be paying attention to, Think. Well, 67% of all the office transactions are in the three major markets. I mean, 40% in Greater Care, 20% in uh, Joe, mm-hmm. and then you have 5-6% in Penang. They are the usual suspect, mm-hmm. uh, the three big uh, commercial center. We've seen some interest in project in logistic and industrial and data center in Kedah. Sabah, Sarawak. It's still not yet at the level of the three other major market and we have to think ecosystem. Right. When we say logistic and industrial, it's great, cheap land, potential investment lower than any other three market. Talent. Where will you get your talent? Mm-hmm. Where will you get your ecosystem around your infrastructure? Et cetera, et cetera. It's coming, it's slow, but we've seen some interest, and also in data center, we've seen some interest outside Joe and Greater KL just because the cost of land is becoming quite excessive for data center investment.
0: We'll get into data centers in a little bit right. because on the property show this week, we have Christoph Visic, Chief Growth Officer of JLL Malaysia. After the break, we will discuss how AI will shape the property industry going forward. This is BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, welcome back to the property show where this time we are talking talking about the power of AI in the property sector. We have in the studio today, Christoph Vicić, Chief Growth Officer of JLL Malaysia. Now, just before the break, we talked about how JLL Properties' latest report covering the greater KL area is really upbeat about how data centres might drive demand in the region. These centres have experienced significant growth in terms of supply over the past five years. Currently, supply of data centres stands at approximately 200 plus megawatts and is projected to nearly quadruple by 2025 five next year, 275%. That's a big jump. Is it really because of AI only or other factors would affect it?
1: AI is driving the data center. AI is driving the data Mm -hmm. requirement. And also we have benefited from the moratorium that was imposed in Singapore the last few years, where Joe became the subsector for data center for the big Singaporean companies. Overall, artificial intelligence the online e-commerce generate a lot of data. And the users, the individual consumer, every time we're buying a more powerful machine, a more powerful PDA, a more powerful mobile phone, we generate a lot more data. Mm-hmm. This needs to have a home, have a home which is, again, grade A data center, high, powerful technology, some green and also, there is a lot of data center built for self-use or for already known tenant. We have not yet seen what we call colloc or speculative build. I'm curious also, you mentioned about the relationship between Singapore and
0: Johor and we are seeing a special economic zone being developed between these two regions. How do you think this might impact Johor's overall property market going
1: forward? It's already impacting it. it uh, the cost of land is, is on the increase. There is an element for data centre about being next to power mm-hmm. and water. Uh, data centre require. Also, some specificity on where and which type of land. there is already a definite jump in terms of cost of land. Still, some potential to grow, I mean, if you are a landowner. And also, because of the need, not compressible, I mean, you really need to build this data center. You mentioned four times the size of the industry. This is driven by an already known need. It's not speculative. They have the tenant or they have already clients who will be using these data centres. But that 275% jump, it kind of does make me nervous a little
0: bit. I'm just wondering how sustainable it is. And do you reckon maybe at some
1: point the government needs to step in to cool down the market a little bit? Government intervention will be needed at some stage yeah. because there is a social impact of this data center. I mean, consumption of electricity, of power, usage of water. But on the other side, you have the investment, which is much, much higher than a warehouse or a logistic. And also having a data center, most of the operator will build an ecosystem around, which mean, in terms of technology advancement, technology development, training future talent, Malaysian and People who will work in this data center, most likely maybe train abroad or locally, will want to work because these data centers are of the same level mm. of expertise, quality that anywhere else in the world. And hopefully after this, we might actually see an increase in wages for Malaysians working here, right? As usual, <laughs> as usual this yeah. is a key point. And yeah. it's all about the talent, ability to elevate the know-how and the expertise. JLL has also
0: done quite extensive reports on AI and how it can serve the property sector. From what I read from the 2023 Global Real Estate Technology Survey, you guys say that AI and generative AI were ranked among the top three technologies to have the greatest impact on real estate over the next three years. What do you mean by this? And what are the other two that will
1: be the great impact? Well, we survey around 1,000 corporate real estate practitioners around the world and the survey showed, first of all, which is a staggering amount, 80% of the respondents said they will substantially increase their technology budget right. for the next three years. However, the same respondents said, we will increase technology because AI and generative AI will be core to our business. We don't know how to do it. And this is where a lot of question at the moment is how to harness this new technology Mm -hmm. within the current corporate environment. We're talking about real estate. This is where we focus. And you're right. I mean, AI, generative AI, and then these are top two. The first one was all about the ESG implementation, which is still one of the major topics for all real estate investor, occupiers, and practitioners. The AI, which may be good to do a little differentiation. AI is really... The artificial intelligence, which works on existing data, consolidate, regurgitate, mm. analyze, give you a trend, etc. The exciting piece is the generative AI, where this is a self-learning application software, and this is where we see the biggest impact in the real estate industry, where it's not about reducing the number of employees in a property management or having information at hand, is predicting, for example the need of a building during the life of this building. Where is a maintenance, preventive maintenance to be done? What type of failure incident will happen? Because we have extrapolated data Mm. for future use. And I think this is where the excitement is for the real estate industry. We will be able to be much more future oriented than we are today, where it's more about historical trend and data. What are the current applications for AI that you have seen being adopted
0: in Malaysia? You've been here for quite some time and you were in the Philippines before this as, as the country head, right? If you could just maybe compare where we are with the Philippines, for example,
1: how ahead or behind are we? I think in terms of technology and AI, generative AI, I think Malaysia is definitely ahead because you have a substantial semiconductor industry, which the Philippines mm-hmm. don't have as developed. Also, Malaysia has a critical difference with, I would say, some of the other countries. It's a crossroad for investors, for telecommunication, for transport. You have the biggest, one of the top ten port in Johor, right, yeah. in terms of traffic. So in all that is making Malaysia almost like a natural stop. Mm-hmm. For investment, for telecom, why data centers are so popular in Malaysia. In addition to what we said, you have one of the best connectivity with all the submarine cable crossing and stopping in Malaysia. We think Malaysia has a lot to offer and also you have a more spread balance type of industries There's also the time factor because I mean everyone
0: is so accelerated when it comes to the adoption of AI how prepared are we and and by we I mean property stakeholders in Malaysia the government developers
1: property buyers investors etc how are we ready to face this We're not ready and also AI has moved from academia from the research yes. laboratory to what we today call the corporate world this is more the business right We haven't seen AI, generative AI, what we call individual, which is the next step, where everybody will be more or less a type of expert, five, 10, 20, whatever years will take. One of the elements of the survey we conducted was understanding it and being trained on it, which is one of the concern of our respondents. Absolutely, you're right. It's, it's still a bit up in the air. We know it's going to come. We know it will impact our life, our day-to-day life. How, how fast, what do we need to do to adapt to this new technology? This is something that we need to work on.
0: And because it's a new technology, a lot of people say it's a double-edged sword, I guess. Uh, what cautionary advice do you have?
1: Very, very interesting. And I think it's important to put a, a framework. We're going to need to be strategic and responsible. AI is still needed to be within a regulatory landscape. Mm -hmm. The pace of growth, the business impact, we all have to be vigilant. I mean, there's three areas that we see potential challenges. The market standard and protocol. I mean, there is a lot of question about data quality, IP right, privacy, data security, which I think it's a common problem at the moment. Regulation to Mm -hmm. mitigate the social impact. We all talk about AI will eliminate some of the current clerical job. Most likely, it's true. Right. But we also believe it's going to create a new set of jobs that don't exist yet. However, this transition phase from, I have a job today, I'm not trained yet on AI. Will I've got a job tomorrow. This needs to be regulated because the social impact will be great. And environment, whatever touch technology does also produce carbon emission. Oh, true, yeah. And we need to be very clear how to reduce and still be within our net zero carbon strategy objective. Christophe, merci beaucoup de partager des pensées avec nous et une bonne journée. Merci de m'avoir invité.
0: Bonne journée à toi aussi. On the property show today was Christophe Vicić, Chief Growth Officer of JLL Malaysia, t- talking about what are the growth sectors and how AI will impact the property industry. If you've missed any part of this conversation, download the podcast on the BFM app or from bfm.my. You can also get us on Spotify. I'm Keith Kam for BFM 89.9, The Business Station.